1: You and I and Paul and Perr, we got to talk the ticket and bring this thing back together. I look at you as you're my family. Champions, you're my family. I will never forget you. You're my family. Is there any way that we can find a way to bring them two boys back together? The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody, give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. This is Cedric Maxwell here on the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. We're dealing with my main man, way back in the day, Tony Allen. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great having you on, man. We want to go through a bunch of things, but the first one we'll go through, just kind of make it easy. What are you doing right now in your
0: life? Uh, well, right now, um, I obviously, I'm quarantining right now, I'm social distancing, uh, beyond that, uh, I'm working with the Grizzlies, uh, on doing a little bit of consulting, doing a little consulting with the um the Memphis Hustle, uh, and just spending a lot of time with my kids and you know, looking over my investments and things of that nature, playing, playing a little more, a bigger role in that, and um, uh, I don't know, just enjoying my kids, just enjoying my kids.
1: One thing that you know, we, we, I'm, I'm gonna hit you with, then. And- You know, I know it hurts you deeply. I've heard so many times Kobe Bryant. One thing he talked about was Tony Allen. He said, Tony Allen, he asked him who the best defender ever to guard him. And he said, Tony Allen, how did that make you feel?
0: Uh, It was flattering. Um, It was was one of those situations where, um, like I tell everybody, like I was always getting gassed up to like, to go against him. And and, and they was putting the gas in my engine to just, you know, don't go out there and, and fraternize with him and don't let him get to having a conversation with him because he might end up with 50. So it was, <laughs> my, my mindset was already on point to just defend and, and just do the best I can. And uh, just to see that I, I, I did the best that I could and he praised me, man. Because was- I love you
1: telling me this story. One thing you talked about was, the Tony Allen, or should we say the Paul Pierce boot camp? You said playing against Paul Pierce every day
0: was nothing compared to going against the Kobe Bryant one time. Yeah, and prepared me for him. And you know, big as his, his uh, you know, the much trash talkers he talked, he he tell me in the door, uh, hey man, if you stick me, you, you you stick Kobe Bryant. We we just as good as each other. You know, that's how he felt when he was playing. Like he was, it was him and Kobe. That's that's man, that's Paul Pierce for you, but. Uh, to make a long story short, I, I felt good going into those battles because of him. You know what I mean? We play can king of the court every day. Scalabrini will tell you. Uh, we going at Paul Pierce. We want to go. We want the best action. And uh, as defenders, you want that because so many prolific guys in the league, they, they got so many ways to score. Some guys get to the line. Some guys like the head fake, head fake, head fake. You know, there's just so many ways to score. So uh, I think Paul Pierce helped me with that, with his uh, – with his arsenal. He got well, I, you
1: know what? There are things that you talk about that. And, you know, go back. One thing you told me, and I, and here's another thing. See if you remember this. I asked you a long time ago. I said, why is it when Tony Allen jumps off of his left leg, he has all the hops in the world. <laughs> but if he jumps off his right leg,
0: he can't jump higher Brian Scalabrini. I don't even know <laughs> what that was. <laughs> I'm a little imbalanced. Okay. What I can say is... uh. Honestly, I, I grew up um, jumping off those jump salt, so I don't know if any kid is listening. I actually participated in in the jump so movement, uh, the shrimp shoe movement all through high school, you know, and I and I wanted to be able to jump off both legs. But I only think those things worked on my left leg. <laughs> but, uh, man, uh, I take pride in my, my dunking, my jumping and whatnot. But uh, something about my right leg, man, I just I never felt comfortable taking off that way. We asked
1: you before, and, you know, I'm going to take you back to a moment, and we, we I laugh about this. Tony Allen, was. it was a game against Detroit. Detroit was rolling. Some of yes. you guys yeah. were coming into your own. They put you in the end of the game. Detroit had the ball with maybe, I think it was maybe a second and a half on the clock, and they brought you in off the bench, and you knew where the ball was going. You knew it was going to miss. The big shot was going to get the ball. Chauncey Billups. You come out to guard him. Chauncey catches it with one second. Now, that's why I said, take us through your mindset, what you had to do, because at the end of it, what
0: Chauncey did was give you a little pump fake. But could you be right at all in that situation? No, whatsoever. It was like he was torn between the two. Only thing I. I think that probably would have helped me in that situation had I got in the game three, four minutes before that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That way I could have been loose. I could have been more than what what Chauncey was looking for ahead of time with his with his footwork and uh, things of that nature. And uh, I thought, yeah, I was in a tough situation, man. A small window to go through at that time, and, and at that time it was opportunity for playing time. It was I was getting put on a like uh, you could say like a quiz throughout the uh, regular season as far as how I play with them play. And uh, I thought that kind of, that kind of uh, made Doc be like, uh, you know, <laughs> the trust factor kind of was lost after that game. But uh, hey, I actually got a chance to redeem myself later in my years and playing under under Doc, but I definitely remember that game. Vivid. I'm going to give you names. Here's, I'm, I'm going to throw out names to you, and I want you to give me one word. Big baby. My homeboy. That's my boy, there, yeah, Boutou. You see, I got it on the wall right here. Ubuntu, anybody (laughs) part of that right there? And he he was part of the young fella. So, the young fella, see, you got Tick, Pose, Ray Allen, and uh, well, who was they here, right there? Yeah, Ray Allen and Pose, and Kendrick Perker, they was like part of the big fella crew. You get what I'm saying? Sam Pose, those guys, right? But see, me, Big Baby Rondo, we all hung together as a core, and so. Anytime you hear say one of their names, I, I just think that was my boy. All right, we say we'll go with. All right, let's go with Ticket KG. Oh man, the heart and soul of 2008, Paul Pierce. I have to say, a legend. In my eye, legend. Yeah, yeah. legend. Number two score in history. You used the <laughs> word "the together in Bantu. What was that? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? That means a brotherhood, man. You know, uh, we all have to be better in order to, you know, make each other better. You get what I'm saying? A person has to say a person is a person because of other people. You get what I'm saying? So within that, we 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 work on ourselves to be better men, better better individuals as a whole. You know, not only to, to 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 look at one of your your brothers and and be able to look at him and let him know what he can be more blossoming that you know what I mean and uh I think in bluetu yeah. those people can't I mean uh that 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 word itself is just the like a, like, a, like a way of our lifestyle in 2008 man we, we needed each other through that whole run and uh like I say man I keep this picture with me because man that was hard work to start and finish I mean max you know to start with a goal and execute it all the way through and uh with the with the with the with the way the season go, with injuries and trades and things of that nature, man, I, I was a part of this, man. And Ubuntu will be a part of me for a lifetime. Well, that that is so cool, man, when you say that. All right,
1: you, you just mentioned that word Ubuntu. So I want you to speak a little bit about Kevin Garnett's relationship with Ray Allen, you know, because you were there. Yeah. And Ray, in that situation, obviously, you were there beforehand. You end up leaving. When you're talking about a great combination of guys and teammates together, how do you, how does it splinter off like that? And do you feel like there's ever a relationship? Do you feel like you can get that relationship back
0: together? No, I, I mean, I, I don't really know how relationship is. But what I can say is you're dealing with two big personalities. Ray Allen, he might not be the loud and obnoxious all over like this because that's what he... You know, he he demands that intensity. But Ray is just that that alpha male in a more quieter way. You get what I'm saying? He demands that respect. You get what I'm saying? And so it's just two tights clashing at the time when I was seeing it. But when I was around, I thought those guys specifically took uh, holding each other accountable and having a level of respect for each other at an all-time high. I just seen all these guys, not even just Ticket and Ray, I just seen P and Ticket, and I just seen all these guys jaw jack with each other. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but for Ray Allen to just be gone and leaving, you know, I, y'all heard the rumors and whatnot. For me to, on the outside looking in, I just feel like, you know, Ray probably felt disrespected in some type of way. Um, and like we use, we throw this word around Ubuntu, you know, in uh, his situation, he probably didn't feel that in both too part. You get what I'm saying? He didn't probably feel that love. He probably felt something different. And when 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 situations go like that, I just believe, you know, every man is entitled to whatever he wanna do. You get what I'm saying? And I understand both sides. You know, I heard both sides, you know, some guy felt he should have hollered at them before he left. But, you know, uh we all know how tricky this business is. Uh yeah. Upstairs management, he probably didn't see out of out with them and then Trauma with teammates just gave him enough in uh, his mindset to say, "Hey, I, I'm just as good enough to play with some of these other talented players, which was the upcoming LeBron and Dwayne Wade guys." And I thought, uh, I thought he took advantage of that and uh, took advantage of his opportunity. So I'm not mad at him. I'm pretty sure Tiken ain't mad at him. We we definitely need to get some type of reunion. One that you brought this up, man, because uh, I, I, I honestly deal with both of them still to this day. You know, uh, go to Ray Allen House for his little. Uh, he got this little July Fourth thing he do, where he just he got a big old backyard. He got you the can play the bumble bag. They playing flag football. They playing. Uh, 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 they playing to the, throw the top and oh, it's all type of games he got on. He just, he's a good family man. Take it the same way, man. Bring me over, man. Hey, man, let's go work out. Let's go do. So it's all family. I just feel like man, it's bone, man. Y'all need to get in with everybody. That you, bro, got to shoot
1: up you know, I, I, Danny Ainge has always been the kind of guy to me who is really always trying to be a perfectionist in a lot of different things. One thing he said, though, he said, this to me, I made a mistake with Tony Allen. Tony Allen wanted, I think, a third year or it was a fourth year of three million dollars. And I didn't give it to him. He said that was one of his
0: ultimate mistakes. Yeah, and I and I, you know I love Danny man. I ain't gonna let. Uh, it's kind of crazy. We went to Memphis. You know, Chris Wallace was over here with Danny when they drafted. You, you remember that, right? Yes. Okay. So, so now when 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 Danny drafted me, I basically uh, you know, I, I I was in tune with Danny. Like I was in tune with him the whole time. Like he would tell me, "Are you ready for these guys just coming in? Whichever opponent." Here come give me a few uh, a, a scout report on what he know about these players, and you know it's like as if he was slick like an assistant coach. Nature of business, him keeping his perfection. What you just said, just having perfection. I know Tony Allen, he's scouting me already. He know I'm a good defender, and he know I'm probably one of the best defenders. So he would always come stay in my ear, and I thought that was key, man, for my career, man. Um, I'ma always love Danny. He drafted me, gave me my opportunity. He gave me the privilege to play for the uh the Celtics, the, the great Celtics. And um, when, when I'm looking back at that, man, I thought it was best for me in my career to, to do that. Although had out of stage, probably we really got through those heat. We really got through those heat because that like when I left, I didn't see the Celtics get through those guys. And uh, they, they became a big conglomerate. That, that's such a fascinating story about
1: the business. And the thing you're saying to me is, is what ultimately I've said that different people I said, even with Ray Allen's situation, it seemed like the Celtics looked like they were going another direction. You know, Ray Allen was there. It was kind of going back and forth. And then they go out and 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 they sign different people. Uh, Jason Terry. So Ray Allen looked at it as a business decision and said, well, you know what? I want to go someplace else because I don't feel like I'm in the lineup. It was starting Avery Bradley. So him to make that business decision, that to me was, at the end of the day, that was his choice. And I didn't understand why maybe Ticket was mad and Ticket said I didn't want his number or Paul got mad because you know, as a a player, you have to make a decision on your own based on your family, who you are, and and your responsibilities.
0: Right, right, right. And, and, And with that being said... Um, he did that, and he won two championships. So I'm not mad at him. I'm actually want. I actually want to see those rings, <laughs> and see how, how many more diamonds they to put in them. Cause they got creative as the years went on, man. I'm looking at. I looked at the Golden State Warriors rings, and I looked at them. I said, "Wow!" <laughs> I put my head down, but I say, "You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna love my 2008. Like, like it ain't, like it ain't going nowhere. It's, it's in my room. Hey, no touching. They leave it in the, in the cake. Tony, isn't it funny
1: though when you go to a place like Memphis and you're a great defender? And I've heard from different different uh, people about you in Memphis and just the role that you started to take. And and Daryl, I have a friend named that Daryl was there, and he's always talks about Tony. He said, "Man, Tony Allen came down here and he's taken over the city in a whole nother way of being an ambassador." One thing
0: I remember, somebody said you were a poster. For the Memphis Grizzlies uh, as yeah. ambassador to the city. Yeah. Yes. 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 At one point, um, uh, I mean, I oh, man, I got so much love down here. I love the city, man. I don't, I don't see myself going nowhere. Um, obviously, I knew what it felt like getting to the finals, like playing, playing spot minutes, training hard from injury, getting my injury. Like I've, I've been at so many levels of my career, up, down, up. I look mean, at Tiggins, when he came in, it was like. I, I really didn't see why he was so focused and, and just. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect. That is a perfect example of how ticket was just growling and foaming out the mouth. And that was his preparation, his meditation to go seek and destroy on his his opponent. And uh, I didn't know what he was getting ready for. Creamy loose saying, "What's up?" i was looking down on the other end. "What's up, baby? Yeah, how you doing? Okay." <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm just too loose. I'm just showing fraternizing a to look too much. I think Ticket told me to pipe down on that phone and let's get up out of here. We'll talk to them after the game, man. Ain't no friends in between these lines. We're trying to get it. Tell me a little bit
1: more about that picture that's behind you. That picture is unbelievable. With them troops,
0: them, you know guys don't look like basketball players. You look like soldiers back then. Yeah, most definitely. And we had that mentality of soldiers, man. Uh, I can remember vividly the training camp day uh I was just recovering from my ACL injury. I was in, I was already cleared to play. I was ready to attack the season. I knew about the big uh, additions with Tiggit and Ray. Uh, I've been a fan of those guys all through my career. Uh, and then to, for those guys to get there and sit down and just, just come together, each guy is averaging 20-something a game. I'm like, where is this ball going to get past that? <laughs> you know, I'm excited just to be a part of the Beatles. I'm like, yo, this is it. <laughs> And um, those guys just came together, man. I just saw them sit down in the hotel uh, lobby. They sat down, they all made it to Rome. I just saw them sit down, Doc pretty much hair starting fire ready. So they all just sat down and we looking, we walking past looking at them guys just chopping up. Yeah, all of a sudden, man, the next day they come and practice, them brothers ain't got no hair on their head. They didn't shave their whole head. Paul Pierce got a bald head. I'm like, is you all right, brother? (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking at the reality he already bought so it made sense ticket I already bought it made sense then you see rondo and perk i'm like oh no i hope this ain't part of this was that on the was that on the brochure before we got the right hey i was like no i'm not going but we had so many so much fun we went to a lot of uh places where you know history was made things uh we went to the vatican uh these stairs are somewhere, I forget, I'm get me saying nothing wrong, but uh, we, we took a big picture right here, man. And that picture gonna be with me forever because those guys from start to finish, like I say, to win a championship all the way to the championship sub, start to finish from a uh, training camp to the championship subs. I don't think that's, that's not easy to do because I've been in 10 and lost, did it the same way. So, hey, I don't take this one. <laughs> And I can't, I gotta put this one right
1: here behind me at all costs. Yep, that's that picture right there. As I told you on Twitter, I'm finally doing something about my weight and my health. I found a solution for weight loss, and it's Awaken 180. My friends in the media told me about Awaken 180, it's their go to program to lose weight without killing yourself in the gym or taking any kind of medication. Just listen to the success stories. My boy, Kyle Draper, he dropped 30 pounds. Andy Grish dropped 105, and that's not it. Scott Zolak, Steve Logan, Dan Reeves, Dr. Laura Carmen, and add Cedric Maxwell to the list. It's only been about three weeks, and I've already dropped about 15 pounds. Turn these trying times into a reason to get healthy like me. Call Awaken. Receive the same one-on-one coaching I'm getting at home or on Skype. Also, access 1,000 recipes and tools you'll need. Dantric Weight Loss from the company who has revolutionized the weight loss industry. Set up your first consultation today at Awaken180WeightLoss.com. I'm going to throw another name out, you and a couple of this, this name association thing again. I'm going to say Rajon Rondo.
0: The Wizard. The Wizard. And I'm going to say he's the Wizard because, you know, I'm going to go back. Let me go back because I, I saw Rondo when We was in the loop. We lost like 19, 18 in a row um, in Boston. I was with Rondo around that time. And before he started the playing, he would always sit back and say, bro i supposed to be out there like he would be 38 steaming hot i supposed to be out there you know who they were playing in front of him sebastian tilfield that that uh, but but listen he scouted the game so well sitting on the sideline it's like when you put him in the moment he got his opportunity he knew everything what not to do okay all all the guards uh, that's in here they want to come in here Pull up off the pick and roll, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna show him that it's real easy. I'm gonna get everybody involved, and I'm talking about he took that to a his with his IQ knowing the game. He took that on how to get everybody involved and make it look like it was a playground show. It was him him just playing with little kids or something. Man, I'm talking the wizard. He knew stuff before Doc could even see it. I guarantee right. you. Well, I'm gonna give you another one, Kendrick Perkins. That's our muscle. That's our bruiser. The bruiser. I gotta give him the bruiser. You don't want to get a pick back for Kendrick Perkins. I'm talking about as soon as Kevin Gardner came over there with Kendrick Perkins, he turned into a whole nother monster. I'm talking about you didn't want to jaw jack with him. You didn't want to jack with him. You didn't want no smoke with Kendrick Perkins once Ticket came. Because he knew he had a, a big fella like Ticket. Tell him, go ahead, be you. Be be a monster. Be, be ferocious. And that was the battery in his back, and he carried that all the way to the, to his end of his career. You should have seen him in Oklahoma City when I got with him. He wanted to beat up my boy Zebo. He wanted to fight my boy Z Bo. I say, come on, Perk, what you doing, man? So that's just always been him. So I'm always call him the muscle. One thing I had talked about,
1: you talk about the muscle perk, and I remember uh story, I remember seeing this, and it was so funny to me. It was uh Leon Poe. Leon Poe and Perk were in a practice one day and support. Everything has got started. Oh, yeah, I You can hear Perk over there talking about, he said, Leon, I'm going to kick your ass. And all I remember saying, Leon go, I ain't going no place. I'm going to be right here. <laughs> i be right here. <laughs> and Leon Poe didn't give a damn what. And he was such a valuable weapon, man, that people didn't realize how good. I mean, you guys just had so many players. But
0: talk about a little about look about Leon Poe. Oh, Leon Pope, uh, if I, I want to say this. I want to say this. If we didn't have Leon Pope in 2008, I don't think we would have won. He came in and made some big baskets, play after play, and one after and one, put back after put back, just being in all the right places at all the right times. And, and Doc used him. And whenever he had his number called, he executed it. And I, and I and I really got a huge respect for Leon, man. And um, yeah, that's my boy too. I forgot all about Leon, man. Real, real much love for Leon.
1: I I look at your team and I look at you now, and watch you during those early years and watch you grow from just Chicago kid hanging out with Antoine to a real professional basketball player. It's like not not you didn't never know how to play, but You turned into something. I was watching you from the time you got here until the time you left. It was a different player, a different person,
0: a different man. I would agree. Uh, Simply because of life hitting me. Uh, Obviously, I told you I was hurt. I didn't want to leave Boston. My wife is from Boston. Um, I'm still with it today. But uh, what I can say is, man, uh, it it just opened my eyes up, like, I look back like real talks uh, said. I I just looked at all of the the opportunities that I just failed on off the court and and being successful as far as like taking care of my body, eating the right things, getting the proper rest. You know, I didn't take advantage of that early on, and so when they got to the point where like I Danny Ainge don't want to give me this third year, I look back and said you know what had I not been doing all that stuff that didn't help me or help my body or help me become a better player was that was my past coming back to hunt me all that did was focus me in I realized like yo it's really not a right to be in the NBA it's a privilege and when you got a privilege you should take advantage of that so when I left I was hurt I was salty uh make things even worse. I, I thought I was going back home to saying with the Bulls. I didn't with the Bulls. They took the deal off the table and gave it to uh Ronnie Brewer. And uh that was more <laughs> pissed you off. That was more insult to injury. And then I was like, oh my goodness. I'm like, what I'm gonna do. And then I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. All I remember is Chris Wallace calling me and uh I mean Coach Sip calling me. Cause I guess he 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 know uh Chris Wallace and He was like, Man, would you play for the Grizz?" Man, I look, I'm talking about I ain't have nowhere to go. I said, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I said, Hell, yeah. so now, Danny Ainge and them at the time, they buzzed We We only got two years for you. Ah, we love you. Ah, we love you. Ah, we love you. But ah, I called Paul. I say, Paul, man, you know, I don't want to go, man. But he was like, Man, this, that's what he told me. That's the business of it, man. You know, you got to always. Be ready, man, and, you know, make a next step and put start a new chapter in this business, man, because you never know how long you're gonna be there. And that was the ultimate goal right there. So I was like, you know what? I, when I get to Memphis, I ain't getting in no trouble. When I get to Memphis, I'm eating right. I'm taking care of my body. I'm staying close to my family. And I'm using all those little uh routines to get ready and prepare to be great, like Ticket, Ray, and Paul. Like, and I really took that, and i uh, Marcus. used to get on me all the time, like, "Oh, snap! They go this boy acting like Ticket. He acting like Paul. Oh, they so." But it it wasn't embarrassing to me because I know they they greats. You get what I'm saying? I don't want to be good. Ticket used to always ask me, "Do you want to be good or great?" I want to be great. He said, "That's what I need to hear." Then, so I was all like, "They was it was like a boot camp, really, like preparing me for." I go out on your own and do your thing. And I and I thank those guys for that, man. And I really, really do, man, because my, my career was like a roller coaster over there in Boston. And I had opportunity, but I wasn't wise and mature enough to understand what it be a to me, what it means to be a pros pro. And I think being around those guys, man, helped me be a pros pro, man. And if they ever hit his platform, man, uh I like I just really appreciate them, man, for real. They helped me a lot, man.
1: Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. And if you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, even the weather. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code CLNS50. Bet online, your online wagering experts. But well, you know, you, you talk about the ticket and you talk about Kevin Garnett. He must have been like the ultimate psychologist, because every time I hear, I remember him barking. I, there was a story that happened on the plane, and I love this. It was, it was Big Baby was having an argument on the plane, and it might have been, it wasn't with you. It might have yeah, been It was with me. And and Big Baby starts screaming and yelling and. Yeah. And Ticket grabbed him. You like Tony Allen was like, yeah, whatever you want to do. And then Ticket grabbed Big Baby, sent him over there in the damn corner and said and start talking to him. And I remember this just like yesterday. And the best thing I remember about this, not only did Ticket talk, talk Big Baby down, but what he did, he went and apologized. Ticket apologized to everybody on the plane. He said, this is family and said, this is what yeah, happened. That. Yeah, that's and, what
0: you did.
1: Yeah, that, and, and it was such a, um, a unbelievable story that nobody knew that you that happened with you and Big Baby
0: arguing over. I'm not $5 or 10 I I'm not even know what y'all were arguing about. But it was great. I, And That's the thing. I'm going to keep that's confidential. That's my man, Honey Gray. I told him to this day. I say, man, I ain't going to say nothing, man. <laughs> Let me tweet me again. <laughs> a real funny, you know, one of them locker room jokes. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. It's just a locker room joke, but I want Big Baby to tell the story. I want him to let the world know the story before I tell it. I tell it that I ain't never told nobody, but he did run at me. He was ready to tear my head off because you know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a funny person, Max. You've been around him, hee hee ha ha person. I could jump jack with you all day. We could we could rank on the chat all day, but it was one of these days. You know, he just couldn't stomach. So. <laughs> We, we talk, well, you we know what? You know what? I know you're
1: not gonna tell the story, but what I remember about the story was you were saying, "Dude, you need to go get some deodorant,"
0: and that's what <laughs> I remember.
1: <laughs> and I think that was the story.
0: You just you wouldn't, and he couldn't take that particular thing. You're like, oh, you, God, God. you got me laughing. Right? Hey, bring me some Oh my <laughs> goodness, oh, you got me sweating, man. You got me sweating, man. I can't <laughs> say the story. I'm not telling the story. That's okay, we're <laughs> we to. It can't be young, young guy. Okay, we're, we're not
1: going to tell the story. Now, I, I want you to get back a little bit about the Mbunte. And, you know, of, of what, you know, you're talking about as a brotherhood. And, you know, we need to know when you're talking about brothers, and I watched the way you guys played during that year. And let's go even further. Let's talk about how you played the next year. When you talked about you guys were, when you were there, twenty three and twenty five and three, and you guys were on the road until Ticket got hurt.
0: Man, why you just man? I, oh, well, obviously we we turned into a makeshift team without him. Uh, couldn't one guy do everything that Ticket do? So you know, we got to do it by committee. And uh, I thought. I thought that year Ticket wanted to play more than anybody. being hurt. I was watching him in the training room. I was saw him, I saw him going through all his little preparation and, to get better for you know just the rehabilitation, not his strength and conditioning, just his rehabilitation from his injury. And uh I saw some days him crying and just fight through pain and just like that, like that's when I knew like all that that ah. Oh, Screaming it—it it was all part of his mental stage, and just fight through it, and just fight through it, and fight through it, not giving up. And uh, I just remember one day on the on the on the plane when he 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 damn near cried, well he was tears was coming out of that, like he was telling us, like, man, I'm gonna shut it down. They making me shut it down. I don't want to shut it down. And uh, that's when I just like he, Ubuntu. We talk about the word Ubuntu, and then when you see one of your brothers hurt i mean that's just an opportunity there for you to know, uplift him. like at the time we couldn't really uplift him. we know no 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 positions or not but i uh, let's be stronger for uh for uh kevin let's 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 put in a little more uh extra work on our own time to try to build up for kevin and uh because that's what he would want us to do that's what he would be doing if if he wasn't um hurt so uh that year was tough for us uh we arguably felt like had he not Got hurt that year. Maybe back to back.
1: was just- I, I think you guys are gonna win seventy games that year. Yeah, I think it were on the road Like that man. I was watching. It was like it was like watching a damn machine. I mean, because you guys were running through people like like some. You know, it was like you turn it on and it, it was people just disappear. People were beat before they even played you. You guys, your reputation preceded you, and that to me was
0: amazing to see. Man, a lot of lot of lot of personalities, man. I, I, now that you thinking about I'm thinking about that year. Eddie House, uh who was it? Uh we had Stefan Marbury come that year. Uh I with, don't remember any
1: trades. I just remember the team. We lost We lost posey. posey you know no, just, just in just as as in the role, the guy that adopting sort of the same thing that Kevin and Paul. It's like you got they they morphed in. Seem like players morphed into who they were. They they built themselves around Paul and Kevin
0: and Ray, the big three. That was real, wasn't it? When you talk about those big three, yeah, it was it was very real. Uh, you being around guys who obviously gonna make who make you better at all costs. You figure uh, I I could bring up so many scenarios how these guys make you better. Uh, I used to remember just because I used to come off the bench and a lot of times I would just. I knew I wasn't gonna get any plays called for me. So whenever Ticket would have the ball in the post and raise on the opposite side of the wing and I'm in the corner, I would always come set a flare screen to put the defense in indecisive moment so it could open up my cut. You get what I'm saying? That's two point. Uh, I'll wait till Paul make his move and. And dribble and dribble and dribble until somebody come travel and then I cut. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was a cutting machine. And these guys, no matter which ones you played with, you was it was almost like evidence you was gonna get a bucket. And they made you better. So uh just being around them, man, it, it, it was obviously off the court. It was like the Beatles everywhere we go, it's 30, 40, 50 fans outside our hotel, three in the morning. So that you got a chance to see what that was like. And uh, ultimately, they were some stand-up guys, man. and uh, they, they, they showed us how to be pros, man, real pros, man. I really appreciate it. Well, the crazy part
1: about that to me, Tony, is like where you were before of just being, as you said, winning so many games, being out of the playoffs, and then all of a sudden becoming the world beater, how you guys had to go through Detroit to be much better. That was the big thing. Everybody said, oh, Detroit, no way you beat Chauncey Billings. No way you beat Rip Hamilton. No way you beat these guys. And and then you matched up. And I just remember that you guys were just that much better. I remember, you you remember this play. Uh, uh, Lindsey Hunter was coming down in a three-on-one fast break, and Ticket came down and rose up on Lindsey Hunter like I've never seen anybody get dunked on. And Lindsey Hunter made no one talking I was gonna
0: foul him. I was like, where we gonna tie a his shoe? His <laughs> ticket was like she no oh, was in the air. <laughs> but no with me him. I remember that. I remember that play. But uh no man, um ticket and he, and, and, and Ray and being around those guys, man. It was all us just understanding that those are our head honchos, we need to follow in line and uh we bought, we, we, uh, everybody has to have both feet in. That was Doc's biggest thing. Like everybody gotta have both feet in, you know what I'm saying, into the circle. And following, and following line with this word, Ubuntu. And I thought Ticket, Ray, and Paul had their own way of just letting it be known that they need the others. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't, like it was, it could have been easy for them to ego trip on us and be like, y'all over there. But no, they embraced us. You got, you got guys like Ticket, uh, uh, he round up all the young fellas. You know, I'm gonna need y'all. So, you know, just to let you know I need y'all, man, I want y'all to be together at all costs. And, and you know, he took all the young fellas and bought them uh a luggage, Louis Vuitton luggage, toiletries, uh, you know, little man bags and purse. you know, he took, he looked out for them. And uh, you know, you know, that just that just let you know that you, that's ticket. But ticket need me, ticket, ticket it's gonna count on me one day. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to come through for ticket one day. I'ma work harder for ticket. He don't know that that instilled a lot in the young fellas, man. And you just get love like so when that word come up, man. It's like, like it's, it was actually inactive. It was active. You know what I mean it was actually active while we were playing. So and it's still active today, man. I call those guys, hey, don't need none, but hey, in any event, I'm pretty sure that word still sticks. You
1: know what I'm saying? Well, that is why. I'll ask you if that word sticks today, and I truly believe it does, why hasn't Ticket and Ray Allen been together? Because this is, these, and I understand you talk about their egos, but you're talking about two of the greatest players maybe to ever play that position and win a championship together. How are they too, are they too much like bulls just butting together? How do you, you, you formulate one of those things that do it's Okay. Let's just, you know, squash up. Let me do it like this, like we normally. Say, let me squash all that shit, okay? Right. Let, let's right. let's and let's, let's, let's that together as men because
0: life is too short with this coronavirus. It's like damn. Right. Let's, right. let's 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 be men. Right. You would think that would happen, man, but you know I ain't gonna lie, man. NBA players, man. What I learned about NBA players, man. When we get in our mode, man, we get on what we on We on what we own. We, we, we'll say it's cool, we'll say it's cool, uh, Max, but man, deep down inside, it's like, man, you did something foul, man. And that's just how you feel. Whether you, the way you feel is the right way to feel in that situation, it could be right or wrong, but how you feel personally, you're going to always say second Max. like, no, I ain't tripping, it's cool, but it really not cool. You get what I'm saying? So until they just say, man, you know what, I'm really on that. I'm on that, bro. Let's let's meet up. Let me holler at you. Let's go somewhere. Cause they I'm pretty sure they both know what each other love to do. They both know that the ins and outs of each other. They know I, I, I know I know bruh like golf. They don't take ticket, nothing be like, let me go on here and put on some golf club. <laughs> Look, kill it for the media. Look, kill it for the media. Yeah. And tell them and 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 ticket. I'll be hit Do him like how you did me that day when you told me to take off them damn head, them beats headphones. They too loud while you get ready for the game. <laughs> and, and that's yeah, all t- it is. That's yeah, all t- it is. T- uh-huh. And nigga, uh-huh. nigga, uh-huh. nigga, uh-huh. nigga, uh-huh. nigga you i right. right. But, but who am I to say what his reason for for being that way? And who's am I to say Ray? Like I don't, I'm not into that. But what I know, my, what I know is my time together with them. They taught me so much, and I appreciate them. But I know for a fact that they minds is so strong that man, they ain't really tripping on nothing. Y'all just y'all just being petty. Y'all ego tripping to me because y'all brothers. Y'all brothers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we all got family members that we don't talk to that we probably ain't heard from in a while. But guess what? Soon, something happen to them. Who be the first one on the first red eye going wherever they got to go? And ready to hurt someone, whatever they gotta do, or however they, you see what I'm saying? Because I know it's love. It's just it ain't been displayed in the in the public eye. You get what I'm saying? They, and the boy's cool. I know they cool. They won a championship together. I know they cool. You get what I'm saying? So hey, man.
1: I, I you know I, I I do I do hope it happens like that. And like you said, ticket was the ultimate teaser. I came up there with like some brown uggs on one time. He said, man, pull them damn uggs off, man. Them for women. <laughs> damn.
0: I can see him. But <laughs> I look. And now he's he, like, he, damn, he, damn, dog. He, he always been in his fashion. He always been a fashion guru. You know what I mean? So I, I can see Tigger telling you that straight. He liked the fashion Kobe. So I can see that happening. Yeah. Uh, you
1: know, I'ma ask you a little bit more about Kobe Bryant. Where were you when you heard the news that Kobe Bryant had passed? Cause we all kind of know where we were at and what we were doing.
0: Yeah, I was at, uh, I was at South Main Sushi here in Memphis at a uh, sushi bar. And uh, I just remember my homeboy, Danny. Uh, he's an indie film actor. Uh, one of my good friends, man. He trying to make the uh, acting world. But uh, he called me crying. And here's a guy, man, that's that's a, that's an all the way Kobe Bryant fan. Like he loved Kobe Bryant, you know what I mean? Got all his jerseys, well, not all his jerseys, but you know he got a jersey of his, you know, he got he got just got all this to let you know he Kobe Bryant all the way. And uh, he called me crying on the phone. Like he was crying. And I didn't and I and as I was looking at I'm like, yo, I wasn't ready for that itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, why are you calling me crying? And uh I went on to proceed to ask him, what he talking about, and he was like, you didn't hear? He was like, man, Kobe gone, him in his door. I'm like, what? So now he crying real tears, and I don't know because he's an actor. It's like, I don't know if he's serious. I don't know. So I'm looking on ESPN, and if you was watching at the time, it didn't just come right on the way on ESPN. i am turning to ESPN, CNN, TNT. It didn't just come on right away. And uh, I was like, man, I think that's that's false, that's capital. So then the lady, I remember vividly the lady saying, yo, no, that's, you all right, that's, that did just happened. She pointed to me and then she, we both just looked at each other, hugged each other and I was like, no, let me take a shot. I took a shot of something and I was like, what it was, uh, I took a shot of Naho. And I said, <laughs> I said, wow, I took a dose shot. I just, I just got I I, I was like, wow. And it just was, it wasn't like hit, like it hit me. Like, like man, like I vision Kobe doing everything Mike doing. Like that was my Michael Jordan. I mean, the way all that film I watched on him, all that, I'm like, he gotta be the, the Jordan that they was talking about in the last If it ain't, this ain't, this is the closest thing to it. I just saw this man found me out in eight minutes. You know <laughs> what I'm <mean>? saying? <laughs> like, you wanted one of the best defenders around. He found you out. Eight minutes, man. And that's what I'm saying. So I got to give him that praise, man. It's like nobody ever done me like that. So it's like, and then all the stuff he was doing from 24 to 8 to Mamba to, you get know what I'm saying, the black, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, it was tough, man. I, I, I didn't know what to say, man, because obviously, he's, you know, he said what he said about me and I felt robbed of an opportunity to, you know, to even, you know, just get up with him and say, yeah, we got you in 08, man. he come back and, yeah, we got you in 10. And, you know, he said I was the best defender. Uh, I mean, I even had business mass, business conversations that I wanted to talk to him about as far as uh, making the Defensive Skills Academy account and merging with him and try to, you know, pick his brain on that and try to follow that avenue uh and just ask them, which Tony Island was you talking about. You know, I played for Boston. I played for Memphis. You know, I know in in Boston the whole my, the whole coaching staff and my teammate told me I need to be ready for you. Don't be talking to you and just just get ready to just play. And You know what I mean? And I want to share some of those stories. Uh, I, w- I want to ask some um. Like, why did he like, think he was fooling me every time they run the triangle and I get the overplan on any part of the triangle that he's in? And, he's, and as soon as he look at Paul, Vassau, he get to top in his Spanish. Like, I don't know <laughs> you got the backdoor. I know you got the backdoor. Hey, he holding me up talking about some. Hey, then he, look. <laughs> hey, then look. Hey, he run up and then backdoor me. I'm on that, man. You beat me with that too many times. He loved competing at an all time level. And I do too, because that's my motto: create and grind. Nothing given to me. You get know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go fight to get it. And I just believe, man. Kobe left some on the table for me, man. I don't know, man. Like an opportunity lost for myself, definitely a tragedy. Man. I feel for his family, I feel for his wife, his kids, you know, his mom, his dad. Everybody just involved with the Bryant family, man. I just, like I say, even now, I just send my heart to him, man, because it was a tough situation. So
1: you talk about your grit and grind. Why is it players are so different now? Why is everybody so buddy buddy? I mean that that's what I don't understand now about the NBA. Ain't nobody gonna fight. Ain't nobody throwing no punches. Ain't nobody, you know, hard fight. it the game is transitioned to a softer game now. Is it, it do you see it as well as I see it?
0: Yeah, I see it. Um I really don't understand it, but uh, when you're talking about forming like big threes and things of that nature, at one point, the game changing. And it's like, okay, how are we going to get consecutive rings? Or how are we going to put ourselves in a position to just go straight for the title? I thought the Celtics did that. And not only that, the wave got even crazier. It got even crazier. Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. And I think I want to just, like, it ain't like I'm bashing him or I'm blaming it on him, but I thought that opened up the wave to where when well, I actually LeBron did it first and then Katie, And I thought that was pretty much the wave and all the young fellas looking like oh, LeBron and Wade and, and those boys cool like that and hang out. They like got the Banana Boat Club and, you know, it, it's like, all the young players that's up and coming to be the all stars and the pros, they like, are we gonna do what Brian and, and Ticket and all them boys did at that time? And then that's how we gonna do it. So it's just the foundation laid early on, and that that's why you see it early in, in these guys' careers. Like, look at Towns and uh, the Russell kid. Yep. So he, well, here,
1: here's here's the thing I'll ask you, and I don't think you played against them, or or you might not have. I mean, I'm gonna ask you about opponents that you played well against. Uh, Let's say uh, Westbrook. You and Westbrook going at each other.
0: Me and Westbrook going at each other. He know me. I know him. Uh, I know. What I like about Westbrook. I love his old man. I know his father. Um, And I know. I know his upbringing pretty much. You know what I mean. And uh, I'm. I feel like Russell cut from the same cloth I'm cut from. You know, like Russell could have came in the league in 2004 and been. Played in that era, you get what I'm saying. He, I think Russell a little too, ah, uh, he a little too monstrous for this era. He, he's ticket. Era. He, he's ticket. That's who he is. Yeah. He's little ticket. That's yeah. who he is. A little ticket. That's a great example. So anytime, like when I was when I was in Memphis, I used to play with him. I used to always let him know it's stacked because I don't want him talking to none of my players like as if. You know what I'm saying? And when you go to a, if, if anybody knows this, if you go anywhere, but you're in an a, a environment that you might not win, you might need to go hit the toughest person first just so they won't say you got your, your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was my whole, that was my whole mindset when I went to Oklahoma City Thunder. I always felt like this dude right here they hard and soul. This dude right here they muscle. He, he'll send it up and go crazy and, and he's just the kind of guy right here you got to kind of mentally like get on his mind. Right. You know what I mean? And well, I'll ask
1: you about the league now. And did you see it going where it was going? And I'm thinking about financially. Did you ever think that Michael Conley
0: Jr. would have been the highest paid player in the NBA? No, I didn't see it coming. Um, but, uh, I heard about, you know, the TV deal and things of that nature. And, uh, I saw how lucrative saw how it was for uh, players' contracts at the time. So uh, him doing that right in my eye was, was 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 big. I was definitely happy for him. But uh, I saw, after that, I saw, I was just looking around the league like, yeah, everybody finna be asking for 500 million. I was like, I, I, was, like, I was like, I came in the league five years too early. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I think, I think we all.
1: I think we all thought that way. I remember me saying, "Damn, if I've been playing now, i have been a 20 million plus yeah, year. I mean, I mean, the numbers. about the numbers. And you think about how Danny didn't want to give you another three million. These guys throwing three
0: million out like he's 50 million, All them boys over there, man, I, I say, hey, you can't hate the can't hate the uh, player. You just got to hate the game. That, that is real. I love it. I love it. I'm not hate. I love it. I'm going to
1: find, you know, this this last part here, and this is be me and you, like, you know, we boys. You and I and Paul and Perk and whoever it is, we got to talk the ticket and bring this thing back together. Because I look at you as you're my family. Champions, you're my family. I will never forget you. You're my family. Is there any way that we can get together and, you know, as we say, chop it up? And find a way to bring them two boys back
0: together. Cause I don't want to see family apart like that. Man, me neither, man. I ain't gonna lie. I enjoy my time around all of them guys, man. Just just watching them as a young player, a rising young player. Like I just I just think they 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 too equipped for all this, man. And they characters don't even fit it. It like it look it look like something that's messy. Uh, and then you look at all these other championship teams that come back, reunite, and things of that nature. We ain't saying they best of buzz or nothing like that, or they, or they every day, every day on the phone. But I mean, to the public eye, the public eye really wanna see y'all together. You know what I'm saying? Really wanna see y'all just in a picture together, if anything, nothing. You get what I'm saying? And that's just to kill all the noise for people like us to just stop even talking about it. You get what I'm saying? Like man, I'm, I can't wait for one of them boys to go and have a dinner, man, and it's gonna crack, man, and if we have a have a reunion, I had heard one point every time I have a reunion, they had called me on this at one time, but I just think we need to do that, make that happen. Somebody set that up, we do that, nip it in the bud, man, cause man, I look I look at my 2008 DVD, DVD every the end of every month. I watch that whole DVD start to finish. It, like it, like at the end of every month. Just watch. I'll ask funny. you. I'll ask you this
1: last question. This is the last question. You know, you and I, you know, old school type people. I want to know what's on your playlist, like as mu- music is concerned. <laughs> right, I know. How, I'm real old school. Got but
0: ready? You tell me your music list. All right, now listen. I, I was gonna go songs, but I said songs, we'll be here all day, I probably need a top 50. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. said top five, so I'm gonna give you my top five albums. Okay. That, that, that I'm talking about that I will literally go to the store and buy if they had a cassette still, you know what I'm saying, Any laying around somewhere. But uh, let's start off with uh, BD Smalls, the Life After Death album. Yeah. This, like, that's, from number, that's starting at number one. No, actually, I'm gonna go five at number one. I, I, well, we can go, go the other way around. Okay. Let's say five. It's 50 Cent, get rich at that time. Classic album sold over uh 20 million uh sold till today. You get what I'm saying? Or I probably yeah. might be shorting them, but that's a great album. Going number four, I'm gonna go Jay-Z, the Blueprint album. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember that. That album. That yeah, I remember album. that. I remember that, that album. that. that, that hola, ovito. <laughs> hola, ovito. <laughs> you know what I mean? And all these could be, I ain't gonna lie. All these could be number ones. I'm just I'm just giving them to you in this book. And then, after that, I'm gonna go, BMX album. What? Uh, uh, And then, the last but not least, we gonna say the, um, let's just say the American, did I say the American Most Wanted? The Tupac and Snoop. Yo. Oh, okay, okay. Now, bingo. This one and two. Now, if I can have all five of those albums, 50 Cent Gets Richard Dot Try, Tryin', American Most Wanted, Tupac & Snoop, DMX album, Rough Riders, Jay-Z Blueprint, and Biggie Small's Life After Death, you can ride with me, we can ride from Memphis, Tennessee, all the way to Boston, Massachusetts, listening to those five songs. You know what, I, I love that because, I, I love it because they used to tease
1: me, me being older now, I used to wear like a Tupac shirt on the on the plane. And man, they would clown me like, what you know about them, Tupac. I was like, picture me rolling. And they would just get on my behind. But those are the kind of albums I think for me. And then I'm old school going back with your mom and dad. You know, I'm Marvin Gay going back that way. But that that's where I think I meet with you
0: with the whole thing about Tupac. Yeah, man, Tupac, he definitely was an inspiration, man, uh, with his music. Uh we all know the favorite song, "Dear Mama." Uh, every time my mama hear that song, she cried. Uh, every time I hear, when I'm rad, and I'm, I'm, I get to thinking about so many times that I, I actually came through for Mom Dukes and, and it put a smile on my face. So yeah, we we, we could both agree to uh, Tupac, man. Definitely. Well,
1: man, you know what? It was absolutely a pleasure having you on. Cedric Maxwell podcast with my man TA has been doing it for chopping it for years, brother. You know I got nothing but love for you, and I want to see me, you, Ray, ticket, Kevin. I want to see us all at Kevin Garnett's retirement when they do his
0: jersey. Yeah, and, and we go and we gonna get there the day before earlier, so we can all play boo Ray. They don't know how good of a boo Ray player you is, and they and you wanted a lot of players money, and you did get a real cop out you didn't give no cop out. You wanted everything up front. Hey, but you good, brother? We gonna do it, man. I'm gonna do it. I'm looking forward to doing it. And trust and believe. You. When they see this, I'm guaranteed they it's gonna get put in the making. So we gonna we gonna we gonna finish it out like this. We gonna do it like Perk would
1: say. On oh, my mama, on oh, my mama. <laughs> we can't get the last part, but we can get the on oh, my mama. All right. Big girls, All right, love love brother. Big Have love a good one. The last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah.